Welcome to the Kingdom Life Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Kingdom Life Podcast, episode number two. I'm glad you're here with us and I'm just ready to get into and start teaching on these podcasts. Um, again, that's what, it's, what I'm called to do, so I'm ready for this. I hope you are too. I hope you can sit down and, and dive into this with me. Um, over the next couple couple episodes, we're going to be talking about how to have a more effective prayer life. You know, one of the most important things whenever you talk about the kingdom life is communication. You know, you can't keep unity in a home, in a family, on any kind of sports team, in a company, or anything without effective communication. And the same thing is with the, with, with, and within the kingdom of God. You know, we need proper communication um, with our Heavenly Father. Um, and that kind of communication is just called prayer. You know, prayer isn't, you know, always just boxed up and bottled up and just whenever you're asking God for something or, or praying for somebody else. You know, prayer is just communication and fellowship with God. There's different ways to do it. Um, and so over the next, again, over the next couple of episodes, we're going to talk about how to communicate more effectively more more specifically how can we be more effective whenever we are praying for something so we're going to talk about that specific kind of prayer whenever we're asking God for something I think that um, there's a lot of people who might be discouraged in their prayer life you know for different reasons you know because you know maybe that they, they feel like God has let them down you know they were praying for something and they're really needing something to happen and it didn't happen um, so we're going to look at some of those things that, uh, that will help us to pray more effectively, to help us to see more results in our prayer life. Because, you know, really, whenever you think about faith, faith isn't believing that God's going to do something. Faith is putting your trust in that God has done something. So there's a lot of things that has already been provided for us on the cross, you know, that Jesus took upon himself, you know, for instance, our salvation. You know, we don't have to pray that God will save us. We simply receive the gift of salvation that came through Jesus Christ. And so, again, these are just going to be some keys to help us to pray more effectively. And the first key that I want to talk about is that we need to be be specific in what we're asking for. We need to be specific in what we're asking for. Listen to this verse from Matthew chapter 6, and we'll also read verse 8. Jesus is talking, and this comes from the modern English version, But he says, but when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do. For they think that they will be heard for their much speaking. Do not be like them, for your father knows what things you need of before you ask him. I like the the way that the New Living Translation puts it. It says, don't babble on like the heathens do or like the Gentiles do. In other words, like the the godless people. Um, So here, you know, we want to look at this, this point of being specific whenever we are praying in other words we don't want to get into a habit of just mindless speaking to god you know just kind of where you're more complaining you know or something like that than you are actually asking for something um you know we're approaching our heavenly father we're approaching a supreme being the god of the universe the creator of the worlds and we want a lot of times we just want to complain to him no we want to change the way that we're doing things and we want to be specific in our requests so just to kind of give you an example of what we're talking about, um, for a long time, you know, our kids 
we would have them prayer uh, pray the uh, you know just kind of a, a table time prayer you know before we ate where they would say you know the the kind of the it's more of a mantra than a prayer really but God is great God is good let us thank him for our food and so our kids would kind of recite that you know we have four daughters and um, they would say that all in unison and, and it got to the point where it was so in unison and so mundane the same thing over and over it started to sound creepy rather than than like a prayer to an almighty god and so we had to put a stop to that and start to train them kind of out of it to where now we have trained and and now we call on one of them to say an actual prayer over the meal before we sit down together and, and eat together so now you know they're actually getting time to where they can grow in their own prayer life and pray in front of others even though it's just us here at the house but you know we had to get away from the whole children of the the corn type setting where they you know they were constantly you know just god is great god you know it's more of a chant and that's really what jesus is exactly what jesus is talking about here that we don't want to just be known for being loud and, and saying, you know, just these prayers that, that really don't mean anything. We want to be specific whenever we're making requests. And really, I think, you know, we, we train our kids like that, you know, uh, table time prayers, bedtime prayers. Um, there's that one, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. You know, we I think we all know that one. Uh, you know, that just they just become really more ritualistic than they do communication with God. And if we're not careful in our adult life, we can carry that same idea, you know, just in different aspects of it, rather than just uh, having that open one-on-one communication with God, um, you know, begging and pleading and and different things like that. And it's not that that necessarily hurts something, but it doesn't help anything. I mean, you can't put faith in mantras. You can't put faith in in ritualistic sayings or um, put faith in things that are just so mundane you don't even have any emotion attached to it anymore or, or anything like that so we have to move from there and and start to grow in our prayer life if that's a place that we're stuck and we have to become more specific so um, in verse 8 it talks about how the father already knows what we need of before we even ask him so before we even approach God and we ask him, he already knows the things that we need so think about it this wives and husbands too, but more, I would say more the wives than the husbands. They really appreciate it, I bet, whenever their husband's in tune with their needs. And if they were to have a need met before they even approach the husband about it. So, I mean, wives, I'm sure you can relate to that. You're like, man, you know, he saw ahead and he really thought about me. And he, he came and, and met this need even before I had to say anything to him. And it, it was just awesome. And so I know wives really appreciate it. Husbands do too. Husbands do too, but I think the wives even more more so appreciate that, especially being that their number one need in a in relationship is communication. So the wife sees that and, and she sees her husband do that, and a lot of times I think she's really blown away by it. You know, on the other side of that though, you know, ladies as good as, as we are as husbands, you know, we can't read your mind. I try to get my wife to understand that and and I'm sure a lot of couples can relate. But uh, aside from that, you know, we can't read your mind. We, we try a lot of times, but I mean, there's a lot of things going on in our life, too. And we don't always focus on you as much as we should. So if there is a need, then that needs to be that need needs to be communicated to us. So that way we can see to it that, that your need is met. We stay in communication. We stay in harmony. So it's the same thing with God. You know, God sees before it. He knows 
that we have need of the things before we even ask him. So let me give you an example of this. In Genesis chapter 22, we see an awesome story. Um, you have Abraham who has his cherished son. You know, he, um, I, uh, Isaac was the son that was promised to him. And so Abraham has him. And then God says something to him that kind of shocked Abraham. But Abraham was so obedient and so ready to obey the Lord that he just did exactly what he told him to do. And he said, I want you to go and I want you to take your, your son and offer him up. And so, you know, the Bible says the very next day, Abraham got up and took Isaac up onto the mountain. They had a servant there with him. And uh, so they're there, and, and Abraham is fixing to sacrifice, offer, he's fixing to offer Isaac as this sacrifice, and he raises the knife up and fixing to come down on the boy, and then all of a sudden God stops him. And he said, I now, I now see that you're not even going to withhold your own son from me. And he looked up, and Abraham saw a ram that was stuck in the thicket. And so Abraham built an altar there, and, and they offered up the the ram instead of Isaac and um, Abraham named that altar Jehovah Jireh or the Lord will provide. And really whenever we translate that into the actual Hebrew language, what that means is the, not only that the Lord provides, but that the Lord sees ahead and provides. So think about it. The whole time that he was talking to, to Abraham about going and, and offering up his son, he's, he's dealing with that ram and leading that ram to be right at the right place at the right time, you know, because it didn't just all them automatically show up. So God guided the, the steps of the ram so that way it would be stuck at the same time that Isaac was to be offered up so that way God could stop the whole thing and, and offer the ram instead. So he saw ahead and provided ahead of time what Abraham needed. And he does the same thing in our lives. But could you just imagine living a life where God just, <coughs> where God just, just opened up and, and basically whatever we needed just showed up, you know, just, just think about that for a minute. I mean, you're just living your everyday life and you're thinking, man, I just, I really need a, a wrench right now, you know, and then all of a sudden a wrench just pops up and shows up in your hand or, you know, I really need you know, 20 bucks for gas, you know, all of a sudden the 20 bucks just shows up. We think that would be awesome. But at the same time, God wants a relationship with us. You know, he sees ahead. He's already made provision for us. But he still wants us to ask because that's what Jesus says up in, in um, verse 8. For your father knows what things you need of before you ask him. But you see, we're still supposed to ask him. You know, what kind of relationship would that be if God just gave us whatever we wanted or needed and, and kind of stayed out of our lives? You know, it's kind of like raising a kid. You know, we don't want to just provide the things that they need and, and just give them what they need and just kind of stay out of their lives. I mean, we want to have relationship with them. And God Almighty is the same way. He wants the fellowship. He wants the open communication. And he wants us to be specific whenever we ask. So, I mean, if you go back to the the husband and wife example, could you imagine if the wife just expected her husband to meet her need and never said anything about it? Well, one, the husband would be clueless and she would also never get her need met. Obviously, you know, those two are, are not going to last very long in a, in a healthy relationship, you know, if things go on like that. So communication has to be the top priority in the family, but it also has to be, you know, within the kingdom of God as well. So think about it like this. What if my daughter you know, she communicated with me, but she came to me and said, Hey dad, will you take me to band practice on Saturday? And that was the only information I got. I don't know what time I don't know exactly, you know, where it's going to be at. I assume it's going to be at the school. 
You know, I assumed that maybe it was the same time as last Saturday or, you know, maybe she never had practice on a Saturday before. And I'm just clueless as to what time that it is. And, and, you know, we think that that's a silly example because we know that God's not clueless or anything like that. But she wouldn't go to band practice because she only spoke in generalities. I mean, there was no specific time or anything like that. So she wouldn't make it to band practice because I have no idea the rest of the information. So if we approach God in generalities, how are we ever going to know if he meets that need or not? You know, I mean, if we ask him, you know, for something that is just in general, we never really know specifically what he's doing or, or, or how he did it or anything like that. I mean, we want to know and we want to see the glory of God in operation in our life. But just in those generalities, I mean, God will move and he'll do what he can. But I mean, if we're going to have faith in something, we're going to have to be specific about it, knowing full well that it's going to happen according to our faith. And we can't have faith for something that we're not specific about. You know, I think a lot of times we get our word desire mixed up with a, with a kind of a lazy context. Whenever the Bible talks about having a desire, it means that you want something so bad that you're willing to sacrifice for it. I mean, think about that. A desire is having is, is wanting something bad enough to where, you, to where you're willing to sacrifice for it. It's not just this fly by night, oh, I kind of want this, not real upset if I don't get it, you know, type of thing. So <clears throat> if, if we really want God to operate in our life, we're going to have to start getting specific, you know, first of all, with, with our desires, with our wants, with our needs, and to figure out what it is exactly that we're going to be asking for. We need to be specific with our request. He already knows what we have need of. He already knows what's in our heart. He already knows what's in our mind. But we have to be specific and open with him because if we're not open with him, who else can we be open with? I mean, he is the God of the universe, but yet he has made himself known to us within our hearts, within our spirits. And he wants open communication with us. He wants us to be specific with him, not just, you know, dilly dally around and, and just kind of fly by our tail and anything. But when we want to get specific and whenever we get specific, it's going to help us as we start adding some of these other keys to our prayer life. So again, I just really want you to focus in on this. Just be specific in your request. Know that you're talking to God almighty. Know that he's your father, that he loves you and be specific in your request. Thanks, guys. God bless. Thank you again for tuning in to the Kingdom Life podcast. Don't forget to hit us up on the website, andygreenministries.com. And also, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, make sure you click like, share, and subscribe. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next episode.